You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map of the south. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first. Very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrow right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. From NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Talks today in Germany focusing on forming a new government. Chancellor Angela Merkel is again attempting to put together a governing coalition with the center-left Social Democrats three months after inconclusive parliamentary elections. Merkel has been trying to put together a new government since September. Here's the BBC's Damon McGuinness. This the last chance Angela Merkel has of forming a long-lasting and stable government. In November, talks with the Greens and the Liberals unexpectedly collapsed. So now, Mrs Merkel's centre-right bloc has to try to strike a deal with the centre-left. It's not a crisis, and there is a caretaker government, but it does mean that important decisions about the future of Germany and the EU are on hold. So pressure is building to form a coalition. If talks go well, a government could be in place by Easter. Rescuers are searching the waters off China's eastern coast for survivors following a collision between an oil tanker and a cargo ship. The tanker carrying tons of Iranian oil caught fire. Its entire crew, 30 Iranians and two Bangladeshis, are missing. The legalization of marijuana in Canada later this summer. The military facing questions, as Dan Karpinchuk reports. The issue of pot in the military has been the subject of an intense study and debate as the country prepares for legalization. Now the officer in charge of personnel says he won't hesitate to recommend control measures and screening if necessary. 
General Chuck Lamar says there are challenges for soldiers, sailors, and aircrew operating heavy equipment and weapons as they go to war. and aircrew operating heavy equipment and weapons as they go to war or deploy to some very dangerous environments. Lamar says he's prepared to recommend pot restrictions if the scientific evidence is there to back them up. In Afghanistan, for example, the military limited or banned the consumption of alcohol. Some experts say the Defense Department should not hesitate to use precautions or restrictions, adding that even the public would support the moves. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. President Trump due back at the White House later this afternoon. He's been spending the weekend working out legislative priorities with the top congressional Republicans and cabinet members. Earlier this weekend, the president tweeted that he was so happy that the unemployment rate among African Americans is below 7%. NPR's Bracken Booker reports that's a historic low. In the midst of a tweet storm, Trump said, quote, the African-American unemployment rate fell to 6.8%, the lowest rate in 45 years. I'm so happy about this news. The December figures are the lowest rate of unemployment among black Americans since the Bureau of Labor Statistics began tracking such data in the early 1970s. By comparison, unemployment for whites last month was 3.7%. The record low unemployment rate for African Americans comes after a year of strained relations between chickens, comes after a year of strained relations between Trump and many blacks. Braxton Booker, NPR News. And from Washington, this is NPR News. Coming up next on the serious side. In the midst of a tweet storm, Trump said, quote, the African-American unemployment rate fell to 6.8%, the lowest rate in 45 years. I'm so happy about this news. The December figures are the lowest rate of unemployment among black Americans since the Bureau of Labor Statistics began tracking such data in the early 1970s. By comparison, unemployment for whites last month was 3.7%. Uh, The book is published as of 9 o'clock this morning. The president's lawyer sent a cease and desist letter threatening legal action against you and the publisher to which you say. And they sent that yesterday before they actually had read the book. But but actually what I say is, is where where do I send the box of chocolates? You think he's helping you sell books? Absolutely. I mean, and not only is he helping me sell books, but he's helping me prove the point of the book. I mean, this is extraordinary that a president of the United States would try to stop the publication of a book. This doesn't happen, has not happened from other presidents, would not even happen from a CEO of a mid-sized company. In just the last few minutes, the president has sent out some um, remarkable tweets, and I just have to read them because I almost can't, can't believe them. Now that Russian collusion, after one year of intense study, has proven to be a total hoax on the American public, the Democrats and their lapdogs, the fake news mainstream media, are taking out the old Ronald Reagan playbook and screaming mental stability and intelligence. Actually, he goes on to say, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. And he literally writes, 
like I'm not throwing really that in there, smart. yes. I want okay. to point out. Like yeah. really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart but genius and a very stable genius at that. The president says he's, like, really smart. Timothy, your reaction? Well, I, I, don't you remember in elementary school and high school that... Uh, if your parents didn't tell you this, your teachers did. The people who repeat things about themselves are not always to be believed. I hope you'll allow me this indulgence before uh, I get started talking about what we have accomplished and what we still have to accomplish. Uh, because one of the things about being president is uh, news breaks, and it's important for people to hear how I feel uh, and how I'm thinking about uh, some important issues uh, that we face in this nation. Some of you may have heard there was a day by a grand jury not to indict uh, police officers who had uh, interacted with an individual named Eric Garner in New York City, uh, all of which was caught on videotape uh, and speaks to the larger issues that we've been talking about now for the last week, the last month, the last year, and sadly, for decades. That is uh, the concern on the part of too many minority communities that uh, law enforcement is not working with them and dealing with them uh, in a fair way. Welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show with Dr. Princess Odilia, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. L.E.S. Now here is your host. Jay Ryle. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is January January 7th, 2018. Happy New Year to you and yours, and welcome in to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Of course, I'm the host. Uh, my name is Jay. Glad you guys are here. Hope you had a very safe holiday season, and hope that you guys are raring and ready to go. 2018 should be a good year, hopefully for all. And as you know, we will be here bringing it to you as we enter our seventh season, uh, seven years of being on the air, I should say. We never had a season, just the seventh year, which is extraordinary. But I never can do this by myself, and I want to pay homage at this time to the original host of the show, the one and only, the brother by the name of GOG. What's up with you? I hope that everything is treating you well in life. Also, to my main man, Rob Smooth, who were the original host of the serious side, but the show has evolved. We've had so many people sit in these chairs, hang out with us on a beautiful Sunday morning while we listen to some smooth jazz, have some breakfast with friends. But, as always, every Sunday, I'm here with my main family now, and let me introduce them to you. First up, she's the host of the show called The True Purpose Development Show. She's also the author of the book Pregnant in the Spirit, and also the host of a show called Transforming Detroit, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Here's the very lovely... Dr. Princess Idelia, good morning, ma'am. Happy New Year, and how are you doing? <laughs> oh, Happy New Year, Jay. I tell you, I and Happy New Year to everyone. I missed our show on uh, New Year's Eve. I felt uh, lost. Uh, we didn't bring it in together. Quite different. Uh, you know, but I tell anyway. you, I, I have to tell you, I'm going to tell you, guys. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you when Mr. Elias get on here, I'll tell you what happened. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I did. Me too. I yeah. felt lost as well. 
Uh, but uh, but yeah. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad that you had a good season, yeah. and hopefully that will not happen next year. Speaking oh, I hope of not. the aftermission, <laughs> the main man, Mr. Elias, the man who really runs everything around here. I know you people can't wait to hear his voice in the new year. Let's bring him in. Mr. Elias, Happy New Year, man, and good morning. How are you, sir? Uh, happy New Year to all. Uh, I'm happy doing New well Year. Thank you, darling. How, how's everybody doing this morning? Awesome. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. <laughs> Doing well, Mr. Elias. Of course, our colleague, the one and only, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, usually joins us after his uh, his commitment with Clear Channel Radio. So hopefully, Jerome will be along here real soon. Uh, so uh, we're back. Uh, first show of the new year. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the comments and responses that people are sending in. Um, people couldn't wait for us to be back, and we're back. So uh, let. By me saying that, let me start off with you, Dr. Prince Zodia. What did you do? I mean, what did you do for New Year's? I mean, uh, what was going on in the life of Dr. Prince Zodia? Well, um, this New Year's, I I sat with um, a couple of family and friends um, in Michigan, actually. I was in Michigan at the time. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, yeah, and um, I had actually been there on business for about three months, almost three months. And um, also um, taking care of some um, family matters um, towards the end okay. of that period. So, but anyways, I, I really enjoyed reflecting, uh, reflecting just on what life has presented to me this past year. I went through um, um, a series of changes personally that caused okay. me to come to a new perspective and strength and realization about myself. And um, okay. I'm looking forward to the rebrand of Dr. Princess Adelia and the oh, new message re-brand. that I'll be bringing. Okay. Oh, yeah. And and the new message that right. um, will be coming forth this year on my shows, Good. et cetera. Okay. So I'm excited. All right. <laughs> don't we don't need that message right now, but okay. All right. All right. Mr. Elias, man. Something, uh, you... something never <laughs> changed. Jeez. All righty. I know. It never would. If it did, you would think something was wrong. Uh, Mr. Elias, man, what about you, man? Uh, what did you get a chance to do over the holidays, man? Just, uh, man, spent a lot of time with my mother, man, visiting her and uh, loving on my mother, man. That was it. I didn't go anywhere. Me and my brothers were supposed to go to Detroit to visit my uncle, but it snowed uh-huh. like it snowed rapid there, so we didn't get a chance to make that. But man, I, I had you know also went and did a little gambling, made you know one little money, you know, done something like that. But other than that, worked oh. around the house and did that, you know. I, I do Good have stuff. one thing to say though, you know, and I I almost. I almost won the Mega Ball yesterday, or whatever that thing's called. Okay, and I just want okay. everybody to know that. Okay, I was a, a couple numbers well, off from the darn thing, so I'm really I did too. You know, almost, in a almost about won it too. I was about five numbers off, so whether you were five <laughs> numbers or two numbers, uh, you didn't win. Okay. <laughs> what I did, what I did during the holiday season, I was uh, in the hospital. Uh, I, I, uh, oh. I, I had. I, it's it's been a tough. Uh, uh, the the last uh, three weeks has been a very difficult slug uh, for for me and some of the things I've had to go through both uh, medically and professionally, and not well professionally but personal and, and so it's been a tough 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 
I hope that uh, the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019 will be a lot better for your boy because it has not been good so far. But nevertheless, uh, I'm here today, and I thank God for the blessings of allowing me to wake up and see another day and spend this time with my dear friends, family, and colleagues. Speaking of a colleague, uh, looks like the smartest man in the world has made his way here. Happy New Year to the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's going on, man? How are you, sir? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jerome. Happy New Year. Did you here, man? How so, you doing, what about man? you, man? What did you do? I'm doing fine, man. I, I'm, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm here, and but I'm doing well now because I'm in a familiar place, and this is always good to, to be in a familiar place, uh, you know. But uh, I'm fine for now. But, uh, but what about you, man? What, what, what did you do over the? Uh, uh, what did you besides, you know, protest and, you know, doing what you do, playing uh, public enemy all day and running around with a big boom box? What you do over the, the holiday season, brother? I had a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I always like that. Commercial. My man, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you Good gonna do stuff. next year? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never, know. Uh, you never know, brother. I'm with you on that. Thank you so much. All right, the number is hasn't changed three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Chat room should be open. Let you guys are listening from wherever you are listening from. Uh, glad you guys are here. We got a lot, have a lot to get into. Uh, I wanted to spend a few minutes just to catch up with my colleagues, but let's get into this. Three things we're talking about this morning. We're going to talk about the black unemployment rate. How much? How much? How much? Um, uh, credit do we give the current president for that? We're going to talk about the news of the day. That book, I, you know, that book is fascinating, uh, and we're going to talk about that next set. And in the third set, we're going to talk about a very special person uh, that I think we need to spend some time talking about and honoring. So that being said, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's get this conversation started. Let me start with you, Mr. Elias. The black unemployment rate six point eight percent, the lowest it's been in forty five years. Current president says, hey, I am happy, I'm so happy that you niggers are starting to get jobs. What say you, man? Should this guy get credit for this? And be realistic no. about it. I know we don't I know I don't like him, no. man, but but you know, let's be realistic about it. So he shouldn't get credit for no. the low unemployment rate in the African American no. community. Why is that? He's been president Why for should a year. He? He's been president for He's a year, but his fiscal plans his fiscal plans didn't take over until when, Jay? His fiscal plans didn't take over until when? October? Let's just be realistic about it. None of his you fiscal his plans took over until October. about his budget or funding and all that? All that. Never took over until October. So we let, let's give credit where credit is due. And, and, and also, let's talk about how many jobs were created. It's been the lowest jobs created in about six years, six to eight years that were created. So let's You're talk referring about to the 142,000. You're talking about yes. 142,000 jobs or so yes. that was created in the month of December. Uh, yes. Retail was down. People were concerned about that because you would think during the holiday seasons retail would be up, but that could be attributed yes. to online sales. You never know. But the bottom line is you bring a valid point that he's been taking credit for numbers that a lot of economists have said that this is just a continuation of the trend that President Obama set in place uh, during his tenure in office And you know when the president was in office uh, The real president was in office This president said oh those numbers don't mean anything But you know he seems to grasp to those But Jerome let me swing around to you When we talk about what's going on With this current president You know look man Wall Street the numbers are off the chain And a lot of people are saying Because of the fact that he's loosened regulations You know you got to give him credit for The boom in Wall Street right I mean is that something we can give him credit for or no Jerome. 
Yes, sir. We lost you, Robin. Yeah. No, yes. So I, I was. Yeah. So so I was saying. I don't know if you heard my question. If you did, I didn't. Nope. Okay. So Go what ahead. I was saying was, with the president, you know, we, we're saying all these different things. Mr. Elias said he should he should not get any credit for the lowest black unemployment uh, number in 45 years. But I said, okay, let's look at the stock market. The stock market. They are at record highs. And so a lot of people are saying the reason why this is so is because of the president going in and loosening regulations for big business. So at least should we give this president credit for the stock market booming? Uh, I'm going to go with no on that one. And plus I want to agree with – well, I want to amend LES's um, statement too because the budget usually is over late September, early October. LES, they they actually – Put in. They haven't done a budget yet. So what they did right. is a budget extension. So we're still mm-hmm. floating on Obama's budget. The extension they're supposed to do towards the end of this month. I mean, the actual budget they're supposed to do. And then they'll have another one in September again. But they have not even done a budget yet. So when those tax cuts kick in and this new budget kick in, you tell me what the black unemployment rate is going to be mm-hmm. after they actually pass a full budget. We're still floating off of Obama's economy. And so we keep saying, well, it's under his watch. You can say that all you want to, but if a train is going 90 miles an hour and the conductors change, you say, hey, now I got it up to 95, and it didn't take me that long. Right? You, you can't huh. do that. So That's we need a to damn be smarter. Good analogy, man. Well, we need to be, we need to be smarter. Wow. I mean, I don't, you know, um, appreciate just kind of watching um, television or any kind of assessment and they always start from scratch like they always start like things just happen you know it's like saying oh well he he did do the biggest tax cut and it's like no we could just do this in order reagan truman lyndon johnson truman obama i'm sorry obama was in there first came again after lyndon johnson and then it was somebody else and then it was uh, then it was trump his is 0.9% of GDP, which is squat. So even this tax cut stuff just made sure that the federal government doesn't have enough floating cash to do what it needs to do. Now, we need to start dealing with that. Hmm. Well, okay, well, okay, well, you know, Jerome brought up some interesting things. Let me let me go to you, Dr. Princess Odea, because he said that we're still kind of operating on Obama's budget. Mr. Elias also mentioned that the job numbers are starting to slip. So should we say December's job numbers should be, okay, that should fall under President Obama? What do you think, Dr. Princess Odea, as just someone who's just kind of, as a casual observer of what's going on in American politics? Well, thank you so much for recognizing that I am a casual observer. But I think even as casual. I think everyone knows that. I don't think I have to say that. (laughs) But go ahead. (laughs) I think that's a dumb dumb moment. I can't wait to see the messages. Really, Jay? We already knew that. It's just keeping the the cadence of the show, Dr. Princess O'Dea. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, but but I do want to say that even. even as casual observers, and uh, hell, Ray Charles could see this, that um, he, you know, could see it coming. Hi, honey. Could see it coming that Donald Trump was going to try to take credit for everything that would would deem positive in the future um, from that, you know, bleeding over from President 
Obama's reign. Um, he hasn't done anything, Mr. Trump, hasn't done anything. And, ha- un- you know, fortunately, un- well, fortunately for him, he ca- he didn't come in with the mess that President Obama came in on, you know, post our previous pre- um, president. He didn't have those issues. He didn't have the Bush issues. He didn't have the cleanup that, you know, that President Obama had to come in with. Instead, he is riding the tide of all of the hard work of President Barack Obama, and we should not even be surprised that he's trying to take credit for it. And those who are not into politics like that and not following or have definitely followed the media and all of their rhetoric and bull in terms of of the, the, the positive side of what President Obama did while he was in office, those are the ones who refused to give credit to him. They never gave him credit, and they were just happy to get a new face. They don't even recognize all of the crap that he does now. I don't know. I mean, any, I mean, Ray Charles could see the mess, but, I mean, they refuse to acknowledge, completely blind to it. And um, they're just the same ones who are right now giving credit to <laughs> to Trump, and he deserves none, absolutely none. But we had to know this was going to come. I mean, we had to know. And we had to know that a lot of the work that a lot of the work that President Obama did, it was going to take time before things actually kicked in. You know, he laid the foundation, and now we're reaping the benefits of that. And unfortunately, it's on Trump's dime, unfortunately. Yeah, I think a lot of people say the same thing about uh, presidents. You know, uh, presidents, when they're in office, a lot of the things that their predecessors do will take an effect later on down the line, and whoever is sitting at the desk will get credit. But it's just like the quarterback of a football team. You know, football team wins or lose, the quarterback may have uh, played a good game, but once again, you didn't win playoff games, so that means that, uh, you know, you can't lead the team. So I get it. 347-850-1272. I want to swing around here, and I want to give Jerome the last uh, um, response here because Jerome said something that I thought was interesting. And so uh, this is just a, a question for me, a curiosity question. You talked about how once the tax cuts kick in, uh, once the budget passes, that you anticipate the African-American uh, uh, employment rate to shoot up. What, what what are the variables? I mean, what do you base your analysis on? What variables? Um, I got one nice little variable for you, Jay. Ronald Reagan. Okay. Okay. Right? So when Reagan passed his tax cut, it was the largest ever. And this is not even close, but it was the largest ever. By the time it kicked in, um, I think the unemployment rate before Reagan was about 4 8 or something. After his first year, unemployment went to 10 so you work the math out, but I'm going to tell you that we have a precedent for this. Not new. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, I, look, I, and I ask these questions because I, I'm, I'm curious. Because uh, if that's the case, I mean, African Americans, boy, I tell you what, man, we we need to be well, careful. It's not just African Americans. I'm just saying that the unemployment generally yeah, going to go up. up. So African American employment probably went up to 14. And and plus, you have to. Okay, so. In considering the economy, you can't look at it in a vacuum. 
right? So okay. how the economy works is it's actually kind of a bunch of variables, right? So unemployment is based upon people having access. So we knew during the Reagan years that they started taking, closing down, uh, you know, um, what were they doing? Um, cutting back on government agencies, cutting back on government right. contracts. They got rid of Head Start. They got rid of all, I'm sorry, that was Clinton got rid of Head Start. But you you get rid of these federal programs and stop hiring, right? You starve out the post office. Reagan, Reaganomics, kind of, right? Reaganomics. Right, right, trickle down, right? So what's going on now is you watch what's going on with the EPA, you watch what's going on inside of the Justice Department. You watch, because Justice Department gives out grants. They used to. So you look at all of the ancillary things that are happening in administration, and you'll see them start to cut jobs across the board and stop um, supporting those ancillary jobs to the government and then cut government jobs and then cut taxes, which allows, um, that, that starves out. Um, individuals, because if you look at what just happened with AT&T and all of those other guys who said, oh, tax break was great, we're going to give our um, employees bonuses, and then two and weeks later, and we're going to lay off 1,000 employees. Yes. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what part of uh, repeating history nobody's really getting, but this is just kind of smoke and mirrors. Of course, they were going to go give um, holiday bonuses, because they always do. They give holiday bonuses to write off against the taxes because the profits are so high. So if they give out exactly. bonuses before before the year end, they get to write it off on this year's taxes. So right. everybody, you know, when you're reporting on this, people have a tendency to say, oh, they're giving employees more money. And then they're cutting taxes. So if we cut taxes of regular Americans at $1,000, but we raise their health insurance um, contributions $4,000, you're still negative $3,000. Math is not Mm -hmm. that hard. You know what I mean? And so all I'm saying is that when people, you know, even as they're listening to this show, I try to not oversimplify things because it is not that nuanced that we can't get it. We can see this stuff coming a mile away. So for anybody who wants to feel good and say, hey, maybe Trump is not going to hurt us, he is hurting us, and just before it kicks in, you don't wait until after the um, after the the house fall down to notice that your foundation has a crack in it, and we have a couple of cracks, so to speak, in our foundation. <laughs> I had a, another joke playing in my head, but I didn't want to say that. But you know, there, there's okay. a problem. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we have we have, we have a lot of them. We have a crack. The crack is um, what's that food session? We have yeah. the guy. We have the guy in the treasury. How many cracks do you need? Right? Trump's a big crackpot. <laughs> right? So yeah. I am just it's, saying, yeah. we, you, can, you can only do that but so much, and then you're going to put a strain on it. And I'm not saying Mike, um, that Pence is any smarter, but that dude, all of them need to go to jail. They need to wholesale clean out. But yeah. as long as they <laughs> are stopped from moving any legislation, they're hurting us with the executive orders a little bit, which kind of makes me a little disappointed in President Obama, frankly. Um, they're hurting us in the executive order side. But um, if we stall out enough till maybe April, May-ish, we'll be so deep right. into the next congressional election 
that once they get wiped right. out of there, they'll be able to kind of do some cleansing. But we're going to go through some yeah. tough times, and um, free cheese will be back on the menu. <laughs> yeah, wow, just uh, buckle wow. up. Buckle up. You know, I tell you what, it's interesting because a lot of the things you just mentioned we're going to definitely talk about next because they were exposed in a just a book that has taken the nation by storm. And I tell you what, the White House is trying to figure it out. Let me take this opportunity to also say Happy New Year to two of my favorite ladies, uh, Vanessa Maybelli and the McAnally is in the queue. What's happening with you? Good morning and Happy New Year, ma'am. And my baby, Momo Beezy in the easy. Happy New Year, sweetheart. Speaking of a young lady that uh, we should all take the opportunity to get to know. Uh, coming up in the third set, we're going to talk about a person, outstanding individual, a person that really dedicated her life to something that was bigger than herself. So instead of waiting until the third set, I think I'd like to introduce it to you now. Good morning and welcome to this morning's edition of In Four Minutes or Less. Erica Garner turned personal tragedy into a public mission. She became a national advocate following the death of her father, Eric Garner, at the hands of a New York City police officer in 2014. His last words, I can't breathe, a rallying cry for those pushing to reform policing in the U.S. With cameras or without cameras, with your support or without your support. I'm going to be out here representing for my father. Her family tweeted she cared when most people wouldn't have. She was good. She only pursued right. No matter what, no one gave her justice. So we need to vote. During the 2016 presidential election, Garner used her platform to campaign for Senator Bernie Sanders. She used her grief and her pain to fight back and to say that we will have real police department reform in New York and around this country. Today, Sanders said she was a fighter for justice and will not be forgotten. A young mother of two, inspired to fight by the death of her father. He raised me to be the fine young lady that I am right now. I know that my father is very proud of me. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking... Minutes less sponsored by the TGRS Radio Network Online Radio. It is best. We'll be right back after this. Which of the angles on the board are the one from the quiz on Friday? Jaden? Research shows more and more 12 to 15 year olds have arteries similar to that of a 45 year old. But it doesn't have to be that way. Don't let your children grow up too fast. Encourage them to act their age through regular exercise and healthy eating. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart but genius and a very stable genius at that. The president says he's, like, really smart. Timothy. Your reaction. 
Well, I, I, don't, don't you remember in elementary school and high school that uh, if your parents didn't tell you this, your teachers did, the people who repeat things about themselves are not always to be believed. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Happy New Year to you and yours from all of us here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. That was uh, from CNN uh, talking about the book that has hit the market and people are going bananas at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mr. LAS, man, what's up with this book? How much of this book do you think is fact? How much of this book do you think is fiction? Uh, I'd say 80 to 90 percent of it is fact, man. Now what? You know, there's always going to be some some this, some miscommunications in there, but yeah, I, I think eighty to ninety percent are, are factual, man. Because he's he, you know he sent a system disease order out, really, and the guys the guys said thank you for thank you for thank you for that because you just sold my book even more. They can't keep it on the shelves, Doctor Princess Ardelia. Have you ever seen anything like this in American history where a sitting president? is trying to use the influence of his office to stop people from exercising their right to free speech because he don't like what's in the book. I guess we don't have Dr. Prince. But that's, Nothing's yep, changed nope, nope, in 2018. Here, 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 Okay, Pretty much. Fine. I don't know why. So, I thought that was for Jerome, but you could you repeat the last part and be nice to me like you uh, are to other people when they miss your I am. Your, I am going to be statement. nice to you. I'm going to be, be so nice, nice to, to you this morning. I am. I'm going to ask Jerome the same question so you can hear it, and then when he's done, then we'll come back to you for your response. How about that? So, Jerome, <laughs> Jerome, you know, once again, when, when you look at this, and I'll ask him a different question because it's all around the same yeah. thing. You know, Jerome, this book um, – really illustrates someone who a lot of people have already come to the conclusion that he's off his rocker. And, and, and the book prompted this guy to have a freaking press conference at Camp David, and he talked about, he was if you read his tweet, it was like he was a teenage girl, that I'm smart, I'm brilliant, I'm like, you know, got it like on the first try. I mean, man, what is up, man? What do you think? Do you think this book is going to lead to the demise of this guy? Or is this just, you know, just like the, the Billy Bush thing or anything else? This guy is the Teflon Don president. Nothing sticks to this fool because he got elected despite all these things being in place. No, I don't think it's a um, – I don't think he can be compared to Teflon Don now. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're going to let him off the hook like that. But what I do know – is that well? What I think is that the book, um, you know, just like it, to ask Les, I think it's probably more like ninety-five percent true. <laughs> like I'm thinking that people are under anonymity, and he just blew them out of the water. And you know, as a reporter, you can burn your your um, contacts, but then technically they're not going to tell you anything anymore. So he wouldn't care about burning Steve Bannon because Steve Bannon probably won't talk to him ever anyway if they read what he wrote about Rupert Murdoch. So I don't think he was worried about burning them. I think he 
like he said, he has some of them on tape, and he has his notes. So technically, he's probably going to be as accurate because he knows he was more likely to get sued, so he's welcoming the lawsuit. So that's why I say it's probably about, you know, 90 95% accurate because he knows that these guys are going to come at him hard. So he probably kind of said, okay, well, everything that I can prove and everything I have, you know, a little proof on, I'm going to put out there. But this is not going to be his downfall. His downfall is Mueller. So whatever goes on, this is a distraction, which I am happy for, that he gets to continue to do his job. Because as long as he's not looking at Mueller, they're going to wrap his butt in a nice little bow. And hopefully they'll take Pence with him. But all of them, um, it's Sessions as well. He lied as well. So unless they start to roll on him, which I think Pence will do. You know, I'm not that confident Pence is going down that I think about it. Because they press Pence. Pence knows he's going to be president, so he's going to testify against them. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) um, But but his kids are seriously, um, the word they use is legal jeopardy. I think his kids are going to be... um, under some kind of sanction, like he's not going to be able to pardon them um, just because those guys committed those crimes in New York State. You know, when you commit financial crimes, that's their state laws that govern that. So he can pardon them from the federal stuff, but the state stuff, I don't think he's going to be able to do. So no, it's not going to save him. Is the answer to that question? Not the well, well, okay. So now, well, well, we're here. Okay, so now, Doctor Prince O'D, I'm coming to you. Um, it, <laughs> I guess for a man to be his age and to carry on the way he does, how does he not know by him having these press conferences, right? Uh, the, the, the press secretary addressing these things from the press room, how does he not know that this is going to have more of an adverse effect? I mean, this is basic business 101. I mean, one of the things that the author said, the author of the book on on Good Morning, not Good Morning America, but on the Today Show, one of the things he said is that, you know, this is unprecedented for a sitting president to even to acknowledge this. And he said, not only would a sitting president, a sitting president shouldn't be doing this, he said a CEO of a mid-sized company wouldn't even respond to anything of this nature. Is his ego or is his feelings are so, because of the fact that he wears his sleeves on his, I mean, he wears the motion on his sleeves, I mean, doesn't that take precedence over some of the decisions that he should be making as quote unquote a successful businessman? Absolutely, absolutely, and he's he's right. Someone of his caliber shouldn't even feel the need to respond to it. Actually, um, in such a way, especially almost like he's whining, you know, and. It's embarrassing. It would be embarrassing to the normal person, a person who has just common sense, a person who is secure, a a person who is confident and in power. Um, He has other fish to fry. But it also states, too, that he's guilty because he being the emo, he's so emotional, so fragile. Um, he's definitely going to respond. We've got to know that. And he's definitely guilty. He's trying to defend himself. If he was confident in who he was and those defenses that he created and saying, 
I am smart. I'm this. I'm that. You know, he seems like somebody told him that he wasn't, and, and people are badgering him, and he's, his feelings are hurt. It's a poor thing. You know, it's, it's sad. It's really sad, and, and, and it's an obvious and clear indicator of his mental status. And I, I really, I actually bought the book yesterday online. I can't wait to get it, and I just read a little preface of it, but the answer to your previous question, yes, I believe that it's for the majority definitely accurate because as the author states, he pretty much repeated and put in this book conversations that he's had. These are real kind And You know, Miss um, Elias, make, oh, I'm sorry, you faded out. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, I don't think that he would come out um, neg- in, in, a, in a derogatory or even using people's names, stating that, quoting people to say certain things and it not be so. Because already he's going to he come out with a book that is going to, um, he's going to be badgered about. <laughs> and, and it's about the president. And I, I mean, I, I doubt if he would, he would do that, jeopardize, jeopardize his own career. Um, he, he would just be a fool. So, hey, let's see what happens. Maybe, he can, maybe Donald Trump can get put out on Article 24, I think it is where we can talk about his mental status and have some proof here in terms of mental status, and maybe they can, these are witnesses to, to his, um, his situation, documented. Mr. Elias, the GOP, leaders of the GOP party, they continue to praise this guy. I mean, you would like of to course. think that they are intelligent. Don't they know that this is a temporary ship that eventually will sink? And by all indicators, it will probably sink sooner than later. If that's the case, man, and they're supposed to be smart individuals, why do they continue to do this? Because they're trying to get their agenda across. They're trying to push their agenda. And, and, you know, quietly they're doing it. They're pushing their agenda. There's there's nothing stopping them from pushing their agenda. You know, not, not even good old... Humanity is, is going to stop them because now they're they wait, wait until they start tapping Social Security and and, yep. and and Medicare and Medicaid. They're trying to get their agenda across, man. They don't give a damn what this cat what this, what this cat cat is. This is not the old Republican Party. This is the, this is the new Republican Party where they're going they're going to do whatever they can to keep their pockets greased up. So bottom line is they don't give a damn, and they don't give a damn about who they hurt. They don't. They they talk about the soldiers and all these patriot all these people talking about he he been in the knee and all this other stuff but yet still they taking money away from the soldiers the people that are coming back out of these wars they 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 they're hurting these people these these wounded soldiers they they're hurting all these budgets but they don't give a damn all they care about is, is what those what these corporations want because these corporations are greasing their pockets let's call it what it is man they don't care. It's, just, they don't care nothing about nothing but I told you greed is destroying this country and it's been destroying this country for a long time and it will continue to destroy this country. Jerome, do you think this book will have an impact on the 2018 elections? Yeah, I think it'll have an impact because it'll give um, those people who are defending it won't give them no cover, right? So where are you? What side of history are you gonna lay on, like? It's kind of like um, everybody saying after the fact that, you know, I knew Trump was going to win. Like, there is, there is no way. The polling was 
correct, right, as far as polling all 50 states. But there is no way to say that the those individual state polls kind of work out to help Trump. So even the people, if you, according to the book, you know, Melania starts crying when they won. Um, um, Flynn says something like, you know, it's only a crime if we win kind of thing. Those guys had none of them knew that he was going to win. He didn't even think he was going to win. He was in a little depression for winning, too, because they just pretty much thought they were going to start a network and just bash Hillary all day. So they were lining their pockets. They were figuring out a way to make money off of running for the presidency. And now that they're there, now they have all of these legal issues that who knows what the heck Mueller has because nobody, they haven't leaked Jack out of Mueller's office. All of this stuff is coming from independent reporting outside. And then the independent reporting is saying, we don't know what Mueller has. Shoot, this is stuff we're finding out. So even if whatever he has, if this stuff is laying on top of what he has, it is just going to be a bad day. And it's not even a bad day for this country. Because like LES said, if they are claiming, hey, we like veterans and, and this and that, but they're constantly sending us to war and talking junk to North Korea and now want to fight Iran, then technically those messages, when they go out to voters, what are you going to hold your hand, what are you going to hold your, um, uh, um, what are you going to hold your, your premise on? You know, if you're running for Congress, hey, we want to take care of our veterans. We don't we don't believe in endless wars like they were talking about Obama. We need to we need to get out of this place. And now he wants to go in someplace else. Like you're sending mixed messages, so you don't have a really cohesive message to run on when it comes to 2018. And plus, those taxes are going to start kicking in, and unemployment is going to go up. And so by the time the next election comes, when you see unemployment at about six. Then you'll be like, wait a minute, that's up two percentage points since your your policies kicked in. And mind you, they have not passed the budget, so that budget, those budgetary cuts that's going to kick in, where they're, they've already taken a little bit out of um, Medicare or Medicaid, one of them, um, in the tax overhaul during reconciliation, they added the Obama thing, which is not going to sink the Affordable Health Care Act, just to take away the um, the mandatory. Uh, enrollment, um, remember the Republicans put in that penalty anyway. So it's not going to sink it. They put that in at the last minute. So looking at it overall, I can just tell you that I don't believe that at any um, point that people are going to forget once it starts hitting them in the face around um, April, May-ish. When it starts hitting them and the economy starts going a certain way, yeah, stocks are going to go up, but they always go up before we have a crash. So, mm. you know, we can clap all we want to about how the stock market is going. It's inflated. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, uh, you know, my, my philosophy on the stock market has always been that majority of the Americans do not invest or have no investments in the stock market. So all the stock market, in my opinion, is doing is making the rich richer, which is that's what everybody's – that's what the issue is with this president, that all his policies are in place to take care of his buddies. No matter how much he stands behind the podium and says, oh, this, this tax break is not good for me, they can call me all day, and they're just going to be upset when a lot of us know that that's just definitely not the deal. But it's almost like the David Koresh factor, Dr. Princess Odea. He stands in front of a podium. He says things a number of times where I think he believes some of the lies that he's telling, and it's easy for these people 
to believe what he's saying because he continues to say it. And I was watching the coverage of, uh, of the initial coverage once the book hit, the, once the, 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 the uh, media got excerpts from the book. And I was listening to a lot of his surrogates on television. And one of the things I can always say, and I'm not, and let me, here's my, let me say this before I even, here's my disqualifying statement or my statement that's going to, uh, I'm going to mention before I go into this, you know, before I go into this whole thing. I'm not, I don't want anyone to sit here and think that I'm a, a seasoned journalist, a person that has spent their life dedicated to news, so I'm not going to sit here and say that. So my criticism is not to bash you know, a seasoned news reporter or whatever the case may be. But it just bothers me when these people go on television and they get interviewed and people who are supposed to do this for a living, right, allow them to say things or twist the truth around where the average person is thinking, Mr. Elias, hey, you know what? That's true. I was listening to an interview on MSNBC with uh, the Mooch, Dr. Prince Lodea. And he was on television, and he talked about, you know, in a very, you know, he's a, you know, that guy's calm, cool, and collective. He's savvy when it comes to uh, a camera, when the camera's in front of him. And I was listening to him talk to the to the host on the show that day, and she's really hard charging and all this other stuff. But when he was talking, I was listening to this. Wow, it sounds like the Trump administration is doing something now because of what I do and because of what we do here on Sundays. I know better because you know I dig. I dig in the crates, so to speak. But to the average mm-hmm. American who don't live this stuff, and you know, and look, I'm not right. trying to be funny, but you're one of those people. You don't live this stuff. You don't study or follow this stuff in depth. For the average right. Joe Smo, right? I mean, you hear this stuff and you're saying, "Wow, maybe he ain't that's as right. bad as he as he's portrayed." Uh, and to me, that's absolutely. dangerous. What say you? I say you are exactly right. Exact the moon, though, is that what they say? Because if, and, and I, I, I am very grateful. <laughs> well, I've heard that all my life. You know, people would say, exact the moon, though. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah, You hang out the TPs. I think that's what happened when you were at the TPs. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm trying to have a little fun. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. You are right, because when, if if I did not come on this show where I am put in the position to, yes, Google more, pay attention more. Uh, I don't want you guys to bash me on Sunday and tell me what I don't know, and I end up, you know, not being able to reply. (laughs) So I've tried to, I've worked hard to, to kind of put politics in my view throughout the week, although not much, but more than I normally would ever. And as a result of that, I have come to um, to be aware in ways that I believe is very beneficial and definitely even affords me the opportunity to let other people know. Like, don't believe that mess. Go check this out or check that out, you know, to actually um, um, come back on some of the things that, that the media has definitely tried to make light of in terms of Donald Trump. When he is, uh, he's very flawed at best, and and that's just keeping it real. I mean, he is not doing things that could bring about change as we think. And there are some people who really have done research, though. I, I was talking to someone one day, and I was 
telling them, I says, no, you know, he's you're giving him more credit than what you should. Um, he hasn't done really anything but caused a lot of drama. And um, this gentleman, I mean, he went toe-to-toe with me, outlining all of these things that Donald Trump had done. And I promise you, if I didn't hear the, the, hear the truth on this show, I could have fallen for it. Because by the time that guy got done, and he was someone... Who was a Demo- he was a Democrat and felt that, and, and he was also for Obama when he was in office, and he came with all of a list of things that he had done behind the scenes and argued that all of the little rants and rages that Trump does is really just to um, minimize or, or, or just for attention, yes, but he never really speaks on the things that he actually does behind the scenes is what this guy was saying. But he, he had a whole list of things that he has done in, in other countries, all kind of stuff. And if it wasn't for this show, I would have I would have fallen for it. I would I would have definitely been like, wow. I would have had a completely new perspective of Mr. Trump. So I mean it's I mean it's it's really up to the individual to really look into the news and to research because we can't just rely on what comes across the news on any network, for that matter. Interesting. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. In the last few minutes uh, before we get into this third and final set, uh, Jerome, uh, y- you know, when we talk about the Donald Trump presidency, we talk about how the GOP uh, members of Congress stand behind this guy regardless. Uh, I think he's proven that he's just not going to do exactly what they want him to do. Uh, people who know him says that he is he's very temperamental. One of the things that I said all last year, and I said this during the campaign, and I'm going to take this opportunity to pat myself on the back, I said that Donald Trump was running for president because he wanted to have a media presence. He wanted to build that brand because, like you said earlier, Jerome, as soon as it was over, he was going to go back and do Trump TV and line his pockets. This was a publicity stunt. I said this from day one. I went back and found something uh, on Facebook. Actually, you know, when Facebook shows you this anniversary of pictures, and it brought up a picture of a, of, of a caption that we had, and it showed Donald Trump behind the uh, Resolute desk in the White House, and this was probably six years ago or whatever this was, and it was like, can this man one day be president? This is what we talked about on the show, and here we are, you know, you know, seven years later, he's in the Oval Office. We did that as a joke, and here we are, Jerome. Here we are, man. Yeah, and he's still a joke. In a brand new day. <laughs> <laughs> joke is still funny, right, because the joke's not on us. The joke is on those fools who, who sat there and still uh, defend him. Uh, like how how can you, you know, to your um, your statement earlier about um, God, I, it, it, there was oh I can't even remember now. But you you talked about this earlier where, you know, if, if we kind of look at um, you know past as 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 uh, you, you didn't I'm gonna paraphrase, but if we kind of look at yeah. the, the past as any kind of marker. Then we should yeah. we can say things like, you know, I know you took yourself out of this, but I'll put myself back in it. The media is responsible for this, so we need yeah. to start talking about how not only how we absorb news, but how it's being delivered. 
Because we need to yep. start talking about just systemic issues in this country when it comes down yep. to supremacy, when it comes down to, I mean, I, I can't be more amazed at Europeans, at white folks generally, than I can be yeah. at the Alabama race. If you tell, the numbers are 70% of white folks voted for more, right? Pedophile-ish, yeah. uh, white supremacist-ish, you know, all of these other things we can contribute to them. My lawyer's a Jew kind of stuff. Like, all of that stuff that you can, 70%, that is 7 out of 10, right? We can't question our own mental sanity when 7 out of 10 white folks in this country are voting for people like that and why they still can't see what's wrong with Donald Trump. So if we take 7 out of 10 people on the news, we can see why they're not asking them pertinent questions. But at the same time, they kept asking for dang near seven years about Obama in a birth certificate, something you can easily find out. He released his birth certificate, and it was like, well, you can fake them. Well, if you're that doggone gullible... To, to not know that fake birth certificates are like fake driver's license. All you have to do is go to the state attorney general, and they'll just, this is fake. But but we live through that. So when the media partic- you know, partakes in that, and then we have people on the ground still, like half believing Fox News, or I'm sorry, not half believing, but believing Fox News. You got Greta Van Susteren on The View, like you're normalizing uh, um, what's the other woman on NBC now? Like you're normalizing those Fox News people in the mainstream media, and Megan, they're asking Megan, Megan, uh, Megan Kelly, Megan Kelly, know. yeah, right. So when you put you know Lindsey Graham on Dancing with the Stars, as crazy as he is, then you start normalizing them. So yeah, we can see that coming. I think minorities have a interesting, a, a different perspective, but. When you have Newt Gingrich on every news show like he's relevant, and then you bring Henry Kissinger back, we need to, like, learn history. We need to know hmm. why Why was Newt Gingrich, um, why was he kicked out of the, the Congress? We need to know that stuff. But they don't just get to come back, G. Gordon Liddy, with a radio show and be like, hey, I'm a patriot. It's like, we know what hmm. you did. You part of the Watergate break-in. So that is that is not... Our fault, per se, more than it is a symptom of what brainwashing is. So we have a problem in this country that we need to figure out how to sift out those people as opposed to making them household everyday names. You know, because what's going to happen in that case is that Trump's going to come up with, like, a George Foreman grill, and everybody's going to buy that. <laughs> like, they're going to have to normalize him after he gets put in jail. So you know, you know, you're right. The, the media is has a big part in this, but I think that that's your praying. I think that's their culture more than it is has to do with their ethics because their ethics suck, and we need to call it out when we see it and stop trying to pacify people. Somebody needs to speak up about this, or it's never going to change. You are uh, absolutely correct, sir. And oh, by the way, that Jewish lawyer that she bragged about. Voted for Doug Jones. <laughs> All right. And the other so guy listen, was coming up next. We're gonna. Yeah. And he was yeah, Christian. He had a Jewish last name, but he was a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we're gonna take a look at a, uh, a life. Uh, we're gonna honor a woman that whose life was cut short. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side. Happy New Year, and we'll be back on the other side. 
When taking Abilify, call your doctor if you have uncontrollable muscle movements as these can become permanent or if you experience unusual or worsening mood changes or thoughts of suicide. If you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion on Abilify, these may be signs of a life-threatening reaction. There are documented cases in which side effects from Abilify have resulted in coma or death. My name is Andy Berman. I'm not an actor. This is not a TV commercial. I'm a former spokesman for Bristol-Myers Squibb, the makers of Abilify. On Abilify, I started to experience, one by one, all of the side effects they talk about in those TV commercials, including agitation, confusion, stiff muscles, and memory loss. I stopped taking Abilify because I didn't want to experience the final side effect, death. If you're one of the hundreds of thousands of patients who's been prescribed Abilify, ask your doctor if Abilify is wrong for you. You just don't understand 
I hope you'll allow me this indulgence before uh, I get started talking about what we have accomplished and what we still have to accomplish. Uh, because one of the things about being president is uh, news breaks, and it's important for people to hear how I feel uh, and how I'm thinking about uh, some important issues uh, that we face in this nation. Uh, some of you may have heard there was a debate by a grand jury not to indict uh, police officers who had uh, interacted with an individual named Eric Garner in New York City, uh, all of which was caught on videotape uh, and speaks to the larger issues that we've been talking about now for the last week, the last month, the last year, and sadly, for decades. Uh, and that is the concern on the part of too many minority communities that uh, law enforcement is not working with them and dealing with them uh, in a fair way. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Welcome back into the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. It's about uh, 15 or 20, I'm sorry, 11 minutes after the hour. Well, it sounds so good to hear a real president. And we're back here happy New Year to you and yours. 2018 is here. Finally, and this is the first show of the brand new year. Let's say good morning to our panelists. Once again, let's say good morning to the very lovely Dr. Princess Idea. Good morning, Doc. How are you? I am amazing. Thank you, Jay. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year once again. Smartest man in the world, the one and only, the man who brings us, and I can't wait to hear this morning, on a need-to-know basis. Smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Esprit. What's up, man? Happy New Year. Good morning. Hey, Happy New Year, and good morning to you, too. And the man who gets the first and last word, and the man who really runs every damn thing around here, the king of all kings, the distinguished gentleman himself, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and a Happy New Year to everyone. Mr. L.E.S., can we say hello to some people? This morning, yeah, we had Covina Man in the uh, chat room, St. Clinton, and we had guests in there. All right, what about people that's hanging out on the lines, Miss Elias? That we know uh, who we know they are. We got uh, a very lovely Momo B with us, Rich Momo Sisters hey, with us, Momo, and Ness, but my girl Nessa was with us. Hey, happy new uh, year, lady. Guys. Happy New Year. Let me say what's up to the social media family. As always, Mariana Music checking in this year. Maybe you'll be around longer this year. Good morning, Mariana. Brad's in the house. Carlita Devonair, that's a name from the past. Miguel, Mike, Petey's in the house. That's a favorite listener. That guy's listening from Atlanta, Georgia all the time. Uh, Also, Blake, Cedric, just so many. Frankie, Steph, uh... Mag from the Bronx as always My man thank you for listening Jeff, uh, Bev, just so many people Listening in and uh, we're glad to be back this year Bringing you what we need Oh and the pastor's in the house too Pastor Sunday shouldn't you be at church But anyway glad you're here sir Glad you're in the house with us as well 347-850-1272 As I've been mentioning as I've been promoing Throughout the whole show what has been The last hour of this show really looking at the life Of a remarkable young woman And if you weren't here at the beginning of the show When we do our in four minutes or less, we'll replay that for you just to kind of give you a smidgen of who she is, and we'll have a conversation about her on the other side of this. Online radio at its best. Thank you for social. 
Erica Garner turned personal tragedy into a public mission. She became a national advocate following the death of her father, Eric Garner, at the hands of a New York City police officer in 2014. His last words, I can't breathe, a rallying cry for those pushing to reform policing in the U.S. With Cameron, without Cameron, with your support, or without your support, I'm going to be out here representing for my father. Her family tweeted she cared when most people wouldn't have. She was good. She only pursued right. No matter what, no one gave her justice. So we need to vote. During the 2016 presidential election, Garner used her platform to campaign for Senator Bernie Sanders. She used her grief and her pain to fight back and to say that we will have real police department reform in New York and around this country. Today, Sanders said she was a fighter for justice and will not be forgotten. A young mother of two, inspired to fight by the death of her father. He raised me to be the fine young lady that I am right now. I know that my father is very proud of me. Online radio at its best. Erica Garner, uh, mother of two young children, father of father who was murdered by New York City police officers. She died of a heart attack at the age of 27. So I wanted to spend some time this morning to really recognize her life and to look at situations. You never know, Jerome, what will uh, what what will happen in your life that will impo- that will that would that would make you decide that okay, it's time for me to step up. And I was listening to an interview with, uh, with they were talking to her sisters earlier this morning, and they talked about how the death of her father had a profound impact on her life, and how all of a sudden she said, "I'm going to become an activist." And she wanted, made it a point to make sure that she was out there on the front line. She looks just like her daddy. And she was out there on the front lines trying to make sure that people understood exactly what was going on. A person at such a young age out there, and a lot of people say in her family, they attribute this heart attack to what the stress that she had been going on, not only with the loss of her father that happened three years ago, but the fact that now she's out there trying to, trying to, to, to right a, a, a wrong. And, you know, so people don't understand that these, there are families behind these young African-American men who are being murdered by the police, and they have to endure this long-lasting agony, man. So, you know, I wanted to take a few minutes to, to, to uh, spend some time talking about her and recognizing her life. And, and what do you think about Erica Garner, man, the fact that she took up this cause, she stepped out at that age of 27, and now she's dead, at the, now she's dead of, a, of, of a heart attack? What say you? Um... I don't know. I mean, I can't really comment on her. I don't know a lot about her. I think that just generally that, um, you know, you find your, your it's not even a passion more than it is that um, you have to stand up when it's time. Sometimes you, when it's called for you to stand up and say something, to do something, um, you have to do that. And she did. I mean, she just felt like it was not for her to fade into the woodwork or fade. Um, But it goes back to my own personal belief that um, we are born to do something, right? And so sometimes your your mission is you, you prepare for something all your life, and then that moment comes, and then you 
have the skills or the ability to take on tasks. And so it's one of the things that I kind of um, always thought about as far as when people say that there's no black leaders and all that nonsense. It, 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 takes a, it takes a situation to create leaders. Leaders don't just come in because they want to be leaders. That's why the people who want to be leaders are always very much character flawed because their mission is the popularity of it more than it is the task. So situations cost the leaders. Leaders will step up, and she she did that. She stepped up because she wanted to. And I would say more than she needed to. It was her father. She could have mourned and, and um, had everybody kind of respect the fact that she did not want to step up, but she took it and, and went with it. So much respect to her and her family and everybody who does that. You know, I have um, a friend of mine, again, the Johnny Gamage's case that when he was killed by a Pittsburgh uh, uh, police officers outside of Pittsburgh and um, really close friends of mine um, stepped up. I mean, dedicated their self to the cause of at least trying to get justice for him. And, um, you know, leaders will step up when the moment's right. And so, again, much respect to her for, for doing that. And um, But I don't know much about her other than that. But I, I have a lot of respect for her um, and what her sacrifice was. Absolutely. That's a good thing. You know, you talked about a person's calling. You talked about her sacrifice. And, Mr. Elias, I think that people don't understand there is a sacrifice because, you know, people can, you know, when the cameras go away, people get on, get on, get on with their with their day-to-day lives. And so when you have a situation where you have a, a, a family member that was shot and killed by the police, and not only were they shot and killed, the police weren't even indicted. At that, you know, they decided not to press charges at that time and all that nonsense. Man, that has to be stressful when you live in a country where you're saying, "Man, I don't matter." And so I can understand why the the term "Black Lives Matter," you know, came to to to, to prominence because of the fact that people are sitting at home saying, "Man, they can actually kill me," and nothing. There is no repercussions whatsoever. It's just a done deal. I'm just another. You know, marker at the cemetery. I'm just a 15-minute highlight on a news program. You know, all the black clergy and all those guys are going to come and hang out because the cameras are here. But once the cameras go away, I won't see some of these people again. What, what, what say you, Mr. Elias? Well, I, like, I'm, I'm going to echo Jerome's sentiments, man. She, man, she was put in. She was forced into this situation. You know, by the death of her father, man, and she took the reins. And she ran with him. How many of us would have done that? I mean, grief being what it is, you know, and, and she lost her father. You know, that was her rock. Usually in, in a girl's life, the father is, is, is the focal point. You know, usually girls, you know, marry a man that, 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 that has the same sentiments as her father. So she lost her, she lost her focal point, her father. And she took it and ran with it. Because she had love for her father, man, and you you can't take anything away from this woman. But for somebody to just, you know, snuff his life out like that, and then and, and you watch it, and it's videotaped, and you know that it's wrong, and nothing is being done with not done about it. Oh man, that 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 has to be harsh, man. And, and you know, 
and every time you look up, you know, you, you're going out to fight for for what's right, and people, you still not even getting justice at home. That's why I, I love what Ali said when they when he didn't go to war. He said, "You my enemy. You the ones that won't stand up for justice for me at home. But you want me to go and fight fight, fight people seven thousand miles away that that don't have that has done not done anything for me. Then you are my opposer. You are my oppressor. So I understand. I do. You know. So people don't understand that until they're put in that position, man. And I applaud. I applaud her. God, I applaud her, man, because. How many people would be strong enough to put up with what she put up with? And to be so young, Dr. Princess Odilia, to get out there, uh, her sister were telling stories about how her, 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 uh, how Erica would, you know, plot and say, okay, I'm going to do this so I can get arrested. And once I get arrested, then, uh, then you know, then they're going to put mics in my face. I'm going to be able to, to forward our cause and forward our agenda. And and she recalled one time where her sister didn't get arrested. She's like, dang it, they didn't arrest me. And her sister said, okay, <laughs> let's do something that we can get arrested. So for them to have the proxy and just to have that mentality of, okay, we know what we need to do. We're even willing. I know a lot of people, I look, I, I've never been to jail. I can't say that about about a few of my colleagues, but I've never been to jail, and I am not trying to go. You know, well, Doctor Prince D is not a shot at you, but 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 oh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, but I'm not trying to go. You know, and so for 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 young people to say, guess what? That's what I'm going to do because I know that it's for the better good. What say you about this extraordinary young lady? Well. First, I want to say, God rest her soul, bless her soul, too. I mean, it's just a wonderful, um, wonderful cause that she served. And and whether we know it or not, or realize it or not, even her death is a great call. It, it, it is, she dying has now brought even more so her story to the light. People who didn't know about her story, know about the mission that she had, what she stood to as an activist for, they will now read this story. Somebody is going to be inspired to continue it, you know, in her life. Someone's going to do this. So I'm, her life has not been in vain, and she will forever live in terms of her legacy of standing up for what is truly right and, um, you know, that message. So I applaud her for what she lived for. It is sad that um, she had a a cardiac arrest and she went into cardiac arrest and and passed on because that that deems another conversation, but we we make um, for her to be so young in in that condition. Okay, um, is another conversation, but her life and her legacy will live forever, and she made sure that her father, how here her father's death was not in vain as well. So may she rest in peace and condolences to the family. But so let me ask you this, Jerome. Here's a legal question, and maybe this question would be better suited for uh, Kathleen. But you know, you're the smartest man in the world, so you get the question. The question is this: uh, these families, 
when if a if a if a police officer is convicted of manslaughter or murder or whatever the case may be in that rare case, uh, and this police officer goes to jail, my question to you is: Does does the family say okay? Let's you know. Let's give this person you know. Does the family get any restitution from the state at all from this, or is that something that they have to take? Do they have to take a, you know just go sue them in court for this? Yeah. How do the families take take care? How does this happen? You know. So the, fam- if, the if family, this, yeah, mm-hmm. the family has to sue separately, right? So okay. even if they get a conviction of the person who committed the crime. You can the, the family would actually have to sue the person and who he worked for. So he's representing the state, so they get to sue the state. But they can sue his his personal assets as well. So, but it's not all encompassing that when you convict somebody for murder, you can sue them. I mean, they it you don't automatically get a settlement because they won. A lot of times, the city to cut their costs because they know they're going to lose they normally offer a package to settle. So instead of you suing them getting $10 million, they may try to give you, you know, $200,000, you know, because they know That's if you what get they a did. lawyer and you go sue them, you'll get, you know, a thousand times more. So they try to usually circumvent that by offering you a settlement. So That's, that's what they did in the Laquan McDonald case. Yep. Yeah. What, Chicago, yes. Chicago did that in the Laquan McDonald case. Yeah, they they, they offered when they seen that tape, they gave they automatically said, "Here's five million dollars, go away, sign these papers." Yep, they sign, they, this, they sign the paper that you won't sue us. Yep, you won't sue us for any more. Right. Yep. Well, uh, you, you know, so so that's a shame, but it's not a shame because I think that in any situation, uh, the city should take care of families because to me, this is no different than a loved one going to jail for all these years and then they get out and the state needs to pay them if they were wrongfully discharged. I think if a, if a person that represents the police, Dr. Princess Odea, or the, the state government or the official city government or whomever that uh, person of authority is, if they do something like this and if that person is convicted, I think that the state uh, the city or whatever should be responsible for making sure that their family re- receives some type of restitution. Because not only uh, have they lost their loved one, but that's a, you know, listen, look, I don't want to make it sound callous, but that's a that's an income that's gone too. That's not coming back. Absolutely, absolutely. And and although money can't bring back your loved one, those damages need to not go um, unpaid, unnoticed. I think even in the Garner case, what is it, like 5.9 million or something settlement that they made? And that was due, of course, to um, the examiner giving a very thorough examination and honestly saying, you know, it was a homicide caused by by the police, and it was undoubtedly. But there are so many other cases that are undoubtedly the cause of the police and, and these families. Um, lose the breadwinner, and and that is um, that causes stress. It causes um, lack, and and uh, and a lot of dysfunction within the family. And suddenly, you know, without you know, without any time to prepare for that, in many cases, and unfortunately, because a lot of our families, let's admit too, a lot of our families do not have the proper insurances in place, and. 
and to cover in case of, of death. And um, it's, 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 it's really sad. So, yeah, they should be compensated for. And it's not um, <laughs> it, – I don't know why it's a discussion. I, I've heard people say that it's that, – that that's what we look for. You know, oh, somebody died. Oh, now we want to get paid. Now we want to get rich off the system. Whatever. This is um, money can't bring your loved one back. No amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. No amount of money can. But the bottom line is, is that uh, there's an amount of money that is going out the door because that That's individual right. is no longer part of uh, no longer part of your family. And I think that uh, that uh, yeah, Jay. You know. I wanna, yes, sir. I want to. It's not a, it's not about like money. There's liable. Like so when you do something to somebody, there is right. a penalty to be paid for that. So yeah. you know, in our own selfishness what happens is that we'll see that and we'll say, Hey, they don't deserve all of that money because they got burnt by a hot cup of coffee. That it stop looking at the money. You need to get hit in your bottom line when you do damages. And so that's right. why there's a different statute for this. It, 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 there's pain and suffering. There is other kind of negligence. There's a bunch of different areas that you can hurt somebody, and you do not need to exist if you are purposely hurting someone. So the police department does not get some pass on killing its citizens. They need to actually see sanctions because they're doing that. So when somebody looks at the individual who's receiving the money as this lotto winner, that is messed up, and that's where we've come to as a nation because the people who want to make it look like they don't deserve that kind of money, they're the ones who are perpetrating the um, the crimes to begin with. I think it's a great marketing job, and we fell for this for way too long. But black folks in particular, we need to change our mind in how we see all of this stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that Europeans don't need to change their mind because they really do because that's where the problem lies. But more importantly, we need to stop pushing the same narrative that they push when something like this happens. It's not necessarily about the money, but technically you should not not sue somebody because you don't want to make it look like you went there for the money. Forget them. right? You took somebody out of their life. There are damages, emotional and, and, and um, uh, emotional scars and trauma. So technically, you took that father away from their kids, and you need to pay for that. And I don't mean cash, just cash, but you need to pay cash as well. Well, good stuff, good stuff. And wait a wait, and a good note to end the show on. All right, listen, coming up next, uh, Chatterbox uh, Man, and uh, on a need-to-know basis. Can't wait to get that. You listen to the serious side, the first edition of 2018. We'll be right back after this. Don't go nowhere.
right, folks, welcome back in. Uh, it is time for Chatterbox, final thoughts from the world-famous chat room and social media. Still is, man, what do you have this morning? I just got Covina, man. And uh, right. Covina, man, says Obama went out and set Trump up with a great economy. But then, but when he when when he released his tax cut, uh, setting the budget debt will the, the debt will tank us. And then uh, he also said uh, it's time for bike rides. See you guys later. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a comment that actually came in on myself from one of our from the first lady. I should call her. That's who she is. Momo Beasy and Heezy. She said, good morning, guys. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and thank you so much, my love. Uh, let me get out to the social media world. Mac from the Bronx. It is good. It's really good to hear y'all voices in 2018. Continue to bring the realness to this mad world in which we live. You guys are the bomb. And Jay, do me a favor. Ask the princess who the VP is. <laughs> I'm the guy who made the Uncle Phil comments a few weeks ago. Dr. Princess Odilia, who's the Vice President of the United States? Okay. All righty. <laughs> All right. So, Mona from, uh, I don't know if this is Louisiana or L.A., says, way to kick off the New Year, guys. The President is an embarrassment to this nation. May God bless us as we continue on this dangerous journey. Well said. Sheila from the L.C. says, this is the reason why I listen to this show. I didn't know who Erica Garner was. I didn't know who Eric Gana was until this morning. This bit of news motivates me to pay more attention to all the news that are just not the headlines. This is the way this show, uh, this is why this show is so important to our community. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Sheila. Uh, and, oh, here's one from the pastor. The pastor says, Brother Jay, finished service, preached, and enjoying your great show in my chambers. I echo Mr. Spree's comments earlier. Please continue to focus on the plight of our people when it comes to oppression, education, and social standings within our communities. And uh, Tiffany from Richardson, Texas, says black employment is only at 6.8%. Can't tell in my hood. Great show. <laughs> All righty. And on that note, you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? All right, breaking news. Uh, Steve Bannon just apologized to the Trumps, punk. And on that note, it's time for on the need to know basis with our main man, Jerome Street Man. Jerome, man, what do we have going on in 2018, my dear friend? Well, you know, due to your breaking news uh, of him hired <laughs> for his role in the Fire and Fury. I have a little bit more news on that, so forget him and his role in that. <laughs> but <I'm> sorry, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> he, he was sorry before he had a role in it, but that's just Mary me. Still, <laughs> <laughs> always been sorry. All right, so in that book, uh, you know what is it called? Um, Fire and Fury. Fire and Fury. Fire and um, Fury. Yes, Donald Trump. They said could act vindictively, um, and. Um, Kind of tear up a trade deal with the UK if he's not invited to the upcoming wedding of um, Harry and Meghan Markle, is what <laughs> Michael Wolf is saying in in the book Fire and Fury. And, I can believe uh, it. Yeah, they said that uh, the that um, says that half British 
um, half of the British people fear Trump, and um, they fear like this royal wedding snub will um, anger him and his what they call mortal enemy, President Obama, is sure to receive an invite. So they're concerned that if Obama's invited and he's not, that he's going to lose his mind. And they're worried about their special relationship between the U.S. and U.K. Unless hmm. he, unless he gets invited. Really? <laughs> yeah. So Wolf claims that Trump's mental health is a concern in the White House. And taking to Twitter, Trump said that he was, in fact, completely competent and uh, cast himself as a very stable genius. Which most geniuses say about themselves. <laughs> you're the only one that you're a genius. I don't think that makes you a genius. That's <laughs> not no. smart to do. Yeah. Yeah. The genius says he's a genius. Like that's crazy. <laughs> um, so Ivanka Trump looks like she is getting closer to investigation an investigation. And um her contact with uh Russian attorney Natalia Ves um uh, uh, I can't remember her name because I didn't I'm not I don't have it written down. But she had a meeting Vesinskaya, I think is her name. But she had a meeting at a at Trump Tower in 2006, and they're saying that now Ivanka is under the microscope of Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Mm. His investigation is looking at her. Wow. And the SEC has launched an investigation into Jared Kirshner's real estate company for its use of the government's visa program and grants. Um, that grants green cards to wealthy foreign investors. So the Kirshner company was asked by the SEC for information on its visa program known as the EB-5 in May 2017. The firm hasn't previously apologized, again, another apology, for using Kirshner's (laughs) name to promote foreign business. So they were actually going to foreign investors saying, hey, my boy's going to be in there, so he'll hook you up. Now they're really? apologizing for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just don't worry about it. My boy is going to be in there in a minute. I got don't you. Don't even, yeah, yeah. yeah I got, got you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the SEC, ironically, I'm surprised Trump didn't make a call over to them. But um, I guess he got too much stuff that he's um, tampering mm-hmm. with to actually worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. Now, Megyn Kelly refused to to uh, refuse to host author Michael Wolf on her upcoming show to promote his best-selling book, Fire and Fury, um, is what a source claimed. Now, the Today Show anchor is reportedly still annoyed by an article that he wrote last year. Wolf was okay with doing her show, but Megan said absolutely not. So the piece <laughs> that Wolf wrote for Newsweek was titled, The Truth Behind Megan Kelly's NBC Deal. Uh, that's what it was called at the time. He says, quote, there, uh, there's, there is at any given time in television news business, variably one person more mistrusted and uh, reviled by all the other mistrusted and reviled people in the business. <laughs> this is what we call the Eva Harrington syndrome. That's named after this unscrupulous of character in that 1950 film, All About Eve. So he said, uh, Megyn Kelly is the era's most hardcore Eva Harrington case, soulless, heartless, and shameless, etc. Damn. That's what he said last year about her. 
So she apparently is holding a grudge. But she Damn. is. Because I called her that a little bit earlier in the show. <laughs> so, so I could actually understand that. But Wolf um, did give the Today Show an exclusive with uh, Savannah Gut- Guthrie. And so mm. um, she was let off the hook. But they shouldn't have let her off the hook. Paying really? her all that money. She needed to go interview him. Suck it really? up. Do your job. Suck it up. So uh, former Iranian president... Um, um, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad has been appreh- apprehended apprehended during a visit to the western city of, um, I guess it's Bashur, on um, December 28th, because they said that he was, um, um, I guess he's kind of helping the uprising or whatever, so he has been arrested. It's funny that yeah. Iran arrests their president, because Iran is not run by the president, by the way. It's the clerics that run Iran, and the president is a representative of the people. But apparently he's been arrested. Now, wow. Yeah. Now, new laws in 2018, since I didn't get a chance to do this before, here's what some of the new laws need uh, <laughs> that is concerning our country. California will require that ammunition purchases. Hey, wait a minute. Did Kavina leave yet? He's yeah, going he on did. Yeah. yeah. See, you need to hear this stuff for people in Cali. California will require ammunition purchases to be made in person uh, through an authorized firearms and ammo dealer. And also, a new sanctuary state law restricts the state and local police from cooperating with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Police will not be allowed to ask about a person's immigration status or hold anyone in federal immigration um hold them for federal immigration agents unless the person has been convicted of a crime. The law also bars landlords from reporting renters who are in this country illegally. So, just so that you know. And California will also require that ammunition purchases be made um, oh, no, I said that, made in person. But the state is replacing um, neighborhood polling sites with elections done mainly by mail. So you'll be able to mail in your ballots now in California. They pass mm, the law. So, so, so there's no more um, showing your ID then, I take it. Right. So you don't have to show ID if you mail it in. Okay. They'll know if they get too mailed in in somebody's name and what the address is and all this other stuff. And I'm sure they'll be sending out ballots too. So right. there'll be a way to verify it for those people who are thinking voter fraud and mailing ballots. But that stops mm. the... Um, the um, technology of hacking, doesn't it? If you mail in your ballot, that's for sure. That that is for sure. Yep. So you had to be another way around that. Mm. And also, em- employers can no longer ask about your prior salary. Really? So, nope. They said the new law prohibits employ- report employers from relying on your salary history to decide whether to make your job offer or decide how much to offer. And job mm. applicants can request a pay scale for the position. So the law is intended to narrow um, um, gender pay gaps. Not mm. racial pay gaps, by the way, but this yeah, gender thing <laughs> helps black folks, but technically we can't yeah. pass a law to help black people in this country to save squat. Anywho, no. yeah. So um, in Illinois... Um, public and charter schools in 2018 must provide reasonable breastfeeding accommodation for students. 
I hopefully they mean college students. Really? Just, I was just thinking high school. <laughs> they said public and charter school, so I think it goes all the way down to elementary. And Damn. I don't know why it's for students. Could it be for teachers? But anywho, mm-hmm. um, another law allows state agencies to set up rules for pub- for the public who want to scatter human cremated remains in a state park. I don't know why that law was necessary, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that just seems kind of strange. All right. Really? Uh, I know. That kind of threw me a little bit. All right. Custody hearings in in Illinois will now include dogs in divorce proceedings with pets uh, considered as material <laughs> assets. I can believe it. I oh, can't believe it. Gosh, who gets the dog? They said they will be considered as like humans, like your kid custody. But trust me, man, I, I had a co ex coworker. Him and his wife got a divorce and they um man, they, they fought over which dog who's gonna get which dog. I was like, Wow, really? They had to go to an arbitrator and didn't have to call each yeah. of them have to call a dog in a, a different end of the room. Well <laughs> they, yeah, hey man, it got to that point. They they which one do I, I want this dog? And then the guy was like, I want this dog and they had like three dogs, man. It was like crazy. Man, I couldn't believe it. Okay, now I don't know what I think about this law, but individuals would be able to change their gender designation on their birth certificates without having <laughs> undergone gender transition. Wow! I don't want to get J letters on this one, so I'm not gonna comment. But I I do have something I want to say. Um, wow! Tune in in the um, in the what do, what do we call it in overtime? Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, August 4th has been declared Barack Obama Day in Illinois in honor of the former president on his birthday, but it is a commemorative holiday, meaning you won't get off of work or school. That sucks, Illinois. No, they're not going to do that. Come on now. I know, right? We're not going to pay people uh, for Obama Mm -hmm. holiday. No. All right. Now, Illinois also requires school districts to make feminine hygiene products Free to students. So tampons mm-hmm. or pads must be available in school bathrooms with students from 6th to 12th grade. And um, California also passed a similar measure that applies to low-income um, students. But they have to supply them now. Wow. Yep. Now, in Tennessee, a new law will forbid the use of um, handheld phones for anyone driving through active school zones. You know, most um, states have that already. But a law on free speech um, directs institutions of higher education to give students the freedom to speak, write, or discuss any issue, as long as it doesn't inviol- long as it doesn't violate the First Amendment. Now, this is coming up because of that racist, crazy dude who spoke in California in Berkeley. So Tennessee passed a law to allow racist, crazy people to speak. Mm. You know, so. That's what Tennessee's motivation is. And by the way, barbers can now make house calls in Tennessee. I didn't know that this was a rule, but before they could only go to homes of customers who were ill. Now barbers with residential certificates can cut hair in anyone's home, regardless of their client's house. That's crazy. Why couldn't they? I mean, I, I guess, man. <laughs> no, no. I. I you know what? I don't agree with that. Like. It's like them passing laws that people can't braid people's hair without a cosmetology, cosmetology right. license. Right. 
Because I know when I was young, I used to sit on a girl's front porch and she would braid my hair, man. So, so have I. You know, and I'm saying that's culturally what we do. So you can't just say, hey, you have you need a license to do something that people... It, if they couldn't braid hair, you just going to look jacked up. <laughs> you really? <laughs> really? We know who not to go to. Like, exactly. Uh, running them out of business. But I guess if they're doing it for free, because I didn't pay anybody, but I guess if they do it for free, I guess you can't, you don't need a license for it. Right. I That's what I'm guessing. Till they just yeah. show up on black people's porches. Talk about, hold up. <laughs> Are you braiding somebody's hair? Put your hands up. <laughs> I can see this going all wrong. All right. So New York will, uh, New York City will permit, oh, I'm sorry, New York State will permit employees to take up to eight weeks of paid family leave. Um, and this is for bonding for newborns, adopted, or foster children, or caring for family members who are ill, or helping with family members who was deployed for military service. So you can take up to eight weeks paid family leave in New York State. Um, New York City pharmacies and retail stores that have pharmacies will no longer be able to sell tobacco products. So if you have an aspirin in the store, you can't get a cigarette. I don't really know going, but yeah, places that have pharmacies, whether it's a retail store or not, cannot sell tobacco products. CVS started that a long time ago. I was like, that was good, you know? Yeah, well, I I guess, but again, what happens to this is a freedom of choice place? Right. You shouldn't be able to sell cigarettes that have chemicals in it to get you addicted or cause cancer. But no, they can right. sell them. You just can't buy them. Right. And nonsense is that. Ugh, okay. So public officers, such as elected officials and managers, this is in New York State, who are convicted of a felony that is relevant to their jobs can have their pensions revoked or re- or reduced. Now, this was on the November ballot in New York State, and I voted against that, but apparently it passed <laughs> without my help. But... They could take your pension. See, I don't, I don't believe that because it says in the legislation um, that they have some leeway. So you know who pensions they will take away when they have leeway. They pass a law. Yeah, they pass a law, but don't make it across the board. They're saying in select cases. That's how the legislation <laughs> was written. So you have to go to a board, and they'll go, "Oh, the black guy, just take his pension. The other guy got kids." Right. You know. This is crazy. Yep. Now, Oregon, um, a new law authorizing the Department of Transportation to issue a hardship permit for people uh, for uh, to a person with a suspended driving license. Um, they will be able to drive if they had any kind of gambling addiction treatment. Now, <laughs> I guess drunk driving you still can't drive, but if you have a gambling addiction, hey. Hey man, you get to the you get to the golf, you get to the casinos much quicker when you yeah. drive. Yes, because if that's where your therapy session is held, the right. way I can get over this gambling is hitting the big one. <laughs> exactly. Um, All right, Jerome, we have time for two more, brother. Two more stories, man. Well, okay, All right, but, laws, because I think I like the law thing you do. You should well, make uh, this an yeah. annual thing. I like this. Yeah. So, Oregonians will no longer have to report fender benders of um, car damage up under um, $2,500. So there will be a lot of hit and run. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> really? I'm out. 
driver handbook will give instructions on to people on how to deal with police doing traffic stops. Wow. Now, I'm scared on this one. Really? But that's North Carolina. And, and I'll just give you my last one. Of course, California becomes the latest state to legalize recreational marijuana. Thank you very yes. much. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much. Good for you. Good for you, drugheads. Hey, I don't, I don't, I no alcohol or any illegal drugs all my life. You facilitate this guy, but you facilitate that stuff, Jerome. You know what you're doing here, buddy. I I am saying, for medicinal purposes, some people need (laughs) marijuana. It's helpful in the. I'm in um, pain right now. I'm I'm, I'm, going to put it into this only to see right now. Thank you very much, Jerome. And on that note, Mike. God. <laughs> it is time for our final thoughts. The first final thoughts of 2018, ladies, our first around here, Dr. Princess Algeria. It's on you. And if you want to hear our final thoughts, and if you're listening live, call in right now, 347-850-1272. We're uh, less than two minutes away from the end of the show, broadcasting over the Internet, worldwide web. If you're listening, uh, rewind, and obviously you're going to get the whole thing. Dr. Princess Algeria, the floor is yours. Final thoughts. Well, first of all, Happy New Year again to everyone. Great show, great kickoff for 2018. In 2017, (laughs) I went through an unexpected purging just when I thought that I couldn't take another blow, another story, one of those stories that I often give testimony to. I was forced to look at the woman in the mirror, and that unexpected occurrence in my life has brought me to a new breaking point and a life of transformation, a deeper awakening and message for 2018 that I cannot wait to bring to our audiences. And that is the message of value. Man, quantifying your value and also ladies, I'm going to exploit the players game. How about that? <laughs> and that's on the fun side, but I'm telling you, It's just something so wonderful to be able to look at yourself and be able to set a new, a a new pace moving forward, new choices that will definitely cause for there to be great reward on the other side. So I, I really pray for everyone. I know that transformation, it is so. Know that whatever it is that you have set forth in your mind, to do that you will be able to do it just keep moving forward when you're at the breaking point know that you're right there at the win and i love every last one of you happy new year once again and thank you jay for being so faithful and i i I'm, i hope that everything is well with you too i i did miss you guys momo b you uh mr elias all of us on new year's eve i didn't know what to do so I actually called in and it was it was blank. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm so sorry yes. about that, and uh, I'm gonna try to make sure that doesn't happen again. And one more thing, uh, there's a website <laughs> called uh, Christian Singles Mingle. You can check them out, and maybe that'll help you with some of that stuff. All right, uh, Jerome, man, <laughs> final thoughts. Blackpeoplemeet.com. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. We're not gonna start this year, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like to start off with my with my start the new year outright by shouting some people out. I hate Vanessa, Momo B, G O G, um, Kathleen, just everybody who's done this um, broadcasting stuff over the years. And my girl Kai, that I don't get a chance to say um, hey to, and I still do listen to a few shows in the archives because there's not a lot of good ones on these days, but I still listen to some in the archives. So I just want to shout those guys out. Uh, and, you know, since Janet Jackson is single, I want to shout out her and my mama. Peace out. <laughs> you everybody? <laughs> oh, and Holly. I don't have your number. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was doing shout outs. We're in the archives, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, thank you. It doesn't matter. They're still here. All right. Thank you, the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. <laughs> thank you. And, and the man, of, of course, who gets the first and last word here in the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.A.S. Man's final problem. Well, folks. Go ahead. My bad. Carry on. We're 11, we're 11 short months away from uh, the November election, 2018. Hey, if it wasn't worth voting, they wouldn't try and change the laws. So get out and vote, folks. Turn those, turn those red states blue. You're seeing what you're getting. They're, taking, they're, they're attacking your health care. They're attacking your taxes. They're attacking your Social Security. They're attacking your Medicare. They're attacking your veteran bills. They're attacking everything for the, for, for the poor people. So get out and vote, folks. And if you don't get out and vote, hey, guess what? Jeff Session is trying to block your weed vote. So for those who smoke weed every day, uh, hey, man, get out there and vote. Stop this cat. Get these people out of office. You know, every day or every now and then you hear people say, give folks their flowers while they can still receive those. And, you know, in most cases when you hear that comment, you're referring to someone who has passed on to, uh, to the other world. Uh, but in a lot of cases it can apply to the living. You can apply and do all the things you need to do for people who are right here right now. And even though they may pass on to a whole different situation, it may not be to the afterlife, but it could be a different part in their life. You know, there were some valuable lessons that happened uh, to me during the past two weeks, and, and I tell you, it's been a rough ride, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any of my, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. But what I would say to you is, is this: lessons are always learned. You're never too old to learn lessons. And the bottom line is, is that you know, tell people how you feel about them. Tell people what you think of them. Let people know how important they are to you in your life, if that's how you feel. Because you never know, that day may be taken away. It may not be by death. It may be by, may be by choice. And if it's by choice, that's the worst type of anguish, because then you're sitting around thinking about if I could have, should have, would have, uh, what could have been. And on that note, Mr. L.E.S., if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Wow, show. Folks, it is 2018. We look forward to serving you bigger and better and bringing you the news that you can use. So for Dr. Princess O'Day, for Jerome Spree, for my main member, Silius, I'm Jay Rouse, and have a blessed Sunday. Happy New Year. And remember, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.